0: Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Accessible that I would like to make accessible to everyone here. So again, God bless you. I'm glad you're here with us tonight. We were talking on last night in some very powerful ways, and I can always tell when it's powerful by the responses that I get from everyone. So we were talking about the importance of self-awareness and more specifically, what are some of the... Advantages. What are some of the gains, the blessings of taking the time to become self-aware? And we talked about social abilities, how important it is to be social, how this increases your social abilities, especially for people who are socially awkward or have this underlying pattern or thread in their life that you don't like people. And I told you, if you have that, you need to sign up. We need to work something out with you because you have to get out of that. that I don't like people. Even as an introvert, you have to get over that, that I don't like people. The earth is full of people. And when they both go, they're both going at the same time. You're never going to be without people. So you might as well do the work on you that can help you to be a better person around people. Amen. We talked last night about um, promoting um, open-mindedness. We talked about promoting productivity in your life. We talked about number four, improving your leadership skills. Number five was overall objectivity. We got up to number six, I know. We talked about understanding what affects your belief, and that was a heavy one. We talked about a self-aware person is equipped to take a closer look at a bias and realize that it isn't a fact written in stone. This gives them space to change. So self-aware people are more of the most versatile people. People, the higher level of self-awareness in someone is the more you're going to see change in their life, adaption to change in their life, because they, they realize that staying in this one place, in this one way, in this one mindset isn't going to work in every aspect of day-to-day life, that there has to be growth, that there has to be a resetting. There has to be a recalibrating. And the more self-aware you are, the more you look for those challenges instead of fearing those challenges. So number seven for tonight, we're talking about improving our critical thinking skills, improving our critical thinking skills. What's that all about? Critical thinking is the ability to process and analyze information from an objective perspective. What a wonderful person to sit on the couch with and have a wonderful conversation is someone who can talk to you, communicate with you from an objective perspective. It's a beautiful conversation, and this is a very useful skill in many scenarios, whether personal or professional. When you are self-aware, you're able to identify the subjective parts of yourself. The subjective parts of yourself, the personal parts of you, like your feelings, opinions, and do your best to not let them play too big of a role in your critical thinking. Self-aware people love critical thinking because they have no problem putting themselves in a different category in order to think without bias or favoritism because they are so open to what's going on in the world and what God may want to do or what a company may want to do. They're not afraid of change. They're not territorial. They're open to it because they're self-aware at what they can handle. They're self-aware at their weaknesses. Remember, we talked about that almost every single night. That's been a common pattern. And they're also aware that their weaknesses do not stop them or prevent them. It's just going to stretch them, but they are able to be stretched and be molded and transformed to do all things that has come their way. That's a self-aware person. So that's why you're committing to this for 30 days. This is why you're going to grow tremendously over these 30 days because you're committing to a process that has been unconscious, but you're making a conscious decision, a right frontal minded decision to stretch yourself even further to find out what you don't know about yourself. And number eight tonight, we talked, we're going to talk about improved decision-making. Remember, we talked last night about people who can't make decisions, avoid decisions, let everyone else make decisions, or kind of just let things drop. And wherever it falls, it falls. Self-aware people are not only able to make decisions, they're able to make decisions on the spot when they need it. But it takes a level, a great level of self-awareness to do that. Many skills go into making a good decision. And when you're self-aware, you already have many of those skills. Self-aware people are familiar with analyzing because they analyze their thoughts and their feelings. They know what they're thinking and they choose the destination of their mind. Remember, we talked about that. That was year one. Six years ago. Those are two of the main statements we were working six years ago. You can determine the destination of your mind and you don't know what you don't know about yourself. And what, that's what's bringing us up to our six year anniversary now, talking about self-aware. Self-aware people are able to analyze and recognize their thoughts and feelings at any given moment. You'll hear them say, I don't like how that feel. That makes me feel sad. That makes me feel confused. That makes me feel where other people be like, well, I don't know how it makes me feel. I'm just angry. I'm mad or I'm pissed. All they know is those three. Where a self-aware person is able to see instead of four feeling types or 16 feeling types, they understand that it's over 50, 50, 52 feeling types that they have access to to explain how they're feeling at any given moment. And people who are, aren't self-aware usually cannot even explain themselves. Can't even explain themselves. Never mind. Make a decision. That's why you're here. Knowing your strengths and weaknesses is also very helpful as it guides you to a decision that fits you best. Better relationships. It's difficult to ask for what you want and need in a relationship or even set healthy boundaries when you're not very clear about yourself. Ooh, that needs to be restated. Better relationships. Anybody on here want better relationships? Better relationships. You have to because you have to be around people. So you have to want your relationships to improve. How do you improve it? Remember when you were a new Christian? (laughs) Or remember when you were new in relationships? It was always God changed them. God fixed them. God make them better. God teach them a lesson. Or if if you don't have that Christian aspect, you say something like, something's wrong with this with you. Something's wrong with that with you. Because you're not self-aware. Because even though a lot of it could be someone else, the fact that you're not aware of what you're tolerating or what your boundaries should be that you will no longer tolerate, you're not a self-aware person. So you may be in relationships, but it doesn't mean you're happy. Do you realize how many people are in relationships, but they're not happy? I know people, front and foremost, That are always looking at somebody else's relationships and they want to be in a relationship like that. And they have no idea how that relationship is because they're looking at it from what they are aware of. And they're not looking at the totality of the relationship. Yep. I see the mics going now. Amen. So we want better relationships. So that's why we have to become self-aware. It's difficult to ask for what you want and need in a relationship. It's difficult without self-awareness with self-awareness it's difficult. And it's definitely difficult if you don't know how to set boundaries. How many on here are pretty clear that boundaries need to be set in your life. People need boundaries. And in my mentoring group, I have 50 something women that I mentor every quarter. And last month we dealt with boundaries as well last quarter. And we talked about people didn't even realize what boundaries were. Some had boundaries, didn't know they were boundaries because they never just talked about it. Some people, um, thought boundaries was controlling people. People didn't understand that boundaries was something that's completely invisible, but it's known by every party involved. Welcome. God bless you. Elder Terry. Good to see you boundaries 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 say it until you get it boundaries you need boundaries in every area of your life for example how well do you know your values we've been talking about this this is a pattern in self-awareness since day one how well do you know your values often the best way to improve any relationship is trying to become more you More self-aware, not more of what they think they want or more of what they like. The best way to improve any relationship is to become better at you. Let it process. Because if you're trying to use that as a manipulation tool to get somebody or keep someone, that's not the purpose of becoming a better you. Becoming a better you is so that you can be happy with them. So you can be happy at that. So that you can be happy at what you're what you're getting into or what you're agreeing to. Instead of agreeing to things over and over and over. If you only knew what your physical body goes through when you say yes to things that you want to say no to. See, you can't lie to your body. Your body knows when you're lying. That's why they have these lie detecting tests and they can tell on the machine that you're lying. Your stress levels increase. Oxytocin, I mean, um, uh, cortisol starts being released from the brain when you start to tell a lie. We were not created to be liars. So in order for us to lie, to walk in our natural carnal nature, our body has to adjust for a lie. Did you ever know that? And when I watch these crime shows, that's why a lot of people, they'll say, can we take uh, put you on a lie detector test? Nah, I don't have to go through it. I don't have to prove myself to nobody. They're guilty already. Some people are able to get on there and they're so sociopathic in nature that they are able to trick their brain so that their brain doesn't release cortisol and the lie detector test can't pick them up because they're so sociopathic in their behaviors. We talked about that the other night, sociopathic. Um, we were talking about people who are just like Ooh, with their emotions They only operate with only two. We were talking about that because I had shared how I had met men and women in my life who said, can you just make emotions go away? Can't God just take them? I don't know what he gave us emotions for. And it's like, you want to be sociopathic? Because they operate with like two. Come on, guys. Let's live this best life that he gave us and stop trying to tell him what he needs to do so that we can be happier. He's done it. So the best way to improve any relationship is trying to become more you, a better you by becoming more self-aware. How about this? I saw this in the chat the other night. I saw this word written out big time in the chat. Four letters can add a fifth if you want, if you want to add an S to it, but it's four letters. M-O-O-D. Mood. How are your moods? Do you swing? Do you swing emotionally too much? Are you responding emotionally? Do you shut down emotionally? Do you like to argue because of emotions? What are your moods? How you consistently feel? Did you hear me? Come on detoxers. How you consistently feel emotionally depends on how you think. Where's Karen Jameson? She's always been my mic dropper every year. How you huh, how you feel emotionally depends on how you think. If you have a habit of chronic worry. I'm going to give an example. Who's my chronic worriers on here. Let me see. Who are my chronic worriers? Where yeah? Come on, come on out. It's just me and you in the office together. We're just going to go over your life and we're going to unpack it box by box. Chronic worriers. I try not to worry. You may not even realize you're a chronic worrier but people in your life have told you, wow, you, you worry your first emotion that you choose is to worry. Or, um, before something is even written in stone, you've already started worrying. A worrier is also a dweller. They always dwell and dwell and dwell. I have this, I'm going to call it a gift. (laughs) I have this skill, this gift where I can move on from stuff just like that. Like I gotta go. I, I have this this statement that I say over my life, and I've even made a songful declaration of it. I travel light. I don't have time to be carrying the weights and the burdens that can so easily beset you. I travel light. Sometimes people are like, "Wow." You were so nice when you saw so-and-so. How do you do that? How do you know that these people blatantly lied on you, blatantly went out to hurt you, blatantly went and and, and broke up relationship opportunities that you had by lying on you because they had an issue with you. And you see them and you genuinely said hello. You genuinely stopped and gave them ear time. You even hugged them. How do you do that? And it's like, I'll get in the car and be like, man, I forgot they did all that to me. Like literally in front of the Holy Ghost of God. Totally forgot because I don't dwell. I found out that dwelling is nothing but a a arrow from the pit of hell. It's from the enemy. It's a lie. It's taxing. It's a time thief. Dwell over what? And still giving them my energy, the mercies that I was given today, I'm going to waste. You can't be a dweller. You can't dwell on the past. You have to get help. If you're stuck on something that's over a year old. 860-222-9884, 860-222-9884, you need to give us a call, or on Tuesdays, you need to call the prayer line from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. at night, you need to call the prayer line, 860-296-2323, The prayer line, all day Tuesday, prayer and prophecy. You just call. It's not an 800 conference line. It's just you and a prophet or you and an intercessor. And it's 860-296-2323. The Apostles House prayer line all day, every day, every hour on Tuesday, starting at 12 p.m. And ask them to start praying for this stuff with you. Some of this stuff is spiritual, but the majority of it is because you just don't know that you can change the channel in your mind. You can choose to feel anything you want at any given moment. Isn't that powerful to know that? Now, let me give you the tools to be able to do that. Let me give you the tools to be able to do it because you can do that. You can choose how you want to feel and how you want to respond. I don't have to be sad because this is a sad moment for everyone else. I'm not choosing to feel that way. So calmer moods, how you consistently feel emotionally depends on how you think your thinking is dictating how you respond. So it's triggering emotions that aren't even necessary for the conversation. I know this this generation, I don't know what word they have out now, but for the past few years, they've said it's not that serious like calm down, dude, you like overreact, You all this passion and energy in, in this, for what you put all this emotion into, we're talking about a snicker, like, you know, and you'll hear this generation say often, it's not that serious. And it used to get me upset because it is that serious. But when you think about it, it's not that serious. How you consistently feel emotionally depends on how you think If you have a habit of chronic worry, for example, you're likely, very likely to feel anxious all the time. So for all my chronic worriers, you have a high level of anxiety that you may not even be aware of. I had a client the other day, we were talking and I said, do you realize that your anger is not your first result? She's like, no, what do you mean? I said, what's triggering your anger is anxiety. She said, I don't have anxiety. I said, well, tell me what anxiety means to you. Panic attack, loss of breath, lightheadedness. I said, no, that is not panic attack. That is not anxiety attacks everybody. Some people just get a nervousness. They bite their nail. They tap their fingers. They shake their leg. They stare off into space. Their stomach flutters. Some people, their throat gets tight. Some people, they'll have anxiety that does not have a physical manifestation and they won't even know it's anxiety. They just know I, I get a headache when I get stressed. No, nope. anxiety has triggered the headache. I need a cigarette or a drink when I get stressed. No, anxiety has triggered you to need a cigarette or a drink. I get exhausted when I get stressed out. No anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety in us that we're not even aware of that that has been triggered by something else that now triggers all of these others, emotion, emotions in us. So you are likely to feel anxious all the time without knowing it. When you are a worrier, not warrior, worrier. But when you improve your self-awareness, you learn to understand the relationship between your thinking and your moods. There's a relationship between your thinking and your moods. This makes it much easier to regulate your emotions effectively and balance your moods. I mean, what was this? Oh, maybe 22 words, but those 22 words could take you months to work that out. Let me just recite this last line for you again. This makes it much easier to regulate your emotions effectively and balance your moods. So you're taking mood medicine and mood pills when the first thing you need to deal with is your emotions. And the thing you need to deal with before your emotions is your thinking. And before your thinking, your beliefs, cognitive behavioral therapy. What you believe about a certain situation is causing your thinking to trigger your emotions and cause you to react and respond and manifest and show up the way you're showing up. So those mood medications, long-term, real help, nothing to do with it at all. It's not your moods. It's what's triggering your moods. Very good. Good. Very good. Just looking at your comments real quick. All right, let's go down to number 10 because we're only going to go to 12 and we might have time just to hit the new section until, and then we'll start a section tonight and finish it tomorrow. Let's go. Number 10, clearer thinking and better decision-making once again. But listen, poor decision-making often comes from muddled thinking and unchecked emotional reactions. Do you hear the theme of emotions and thoughts throughout this whole process so far? This is what I'm coming at. I'm coming to take your emotions, stretch them out, put them on a scale so they can balance functionally. They can balance with function instead of dysfunction. Poor decision-making often comes from muddled thinking and unchecked emotional reactions. When you become more aware of your habits, thoughts, and feelings, you can more easily distinguish between short-term impulses or desires and long-term values and goals. Hmm. Remember, there's a checkbook or a calendar attached to what you really treasure, are y'all still working on your your treasures and your values list to make sure that what you want to value is really what you're valuing? Mm-hmm. If you say you value family, then they need to be on your calendar more than your girlfriends, more than your Netflix series, more than your job. If you said that's what you value most and first. So keep looking over those values, and whatever you got to shuffle and rearrange in your life, we've got twenty um, four more days here. Rearrange that life so you can come out February, making this thing happen. Number eleven: increase productivity. Who doesn't need that? Between um, social abilities, relation better in relationships, and increased productivity. I'm in just on those three and I'm giving you 12 and those three makes me sign on a dotted line. Increase productivity. How many feel like you waste so much time? How many feel that I've, wa- the last 10 years, what have I accomplished? I've been more frustrated over the 10 years over the things I want to do that I'm not doing that I'm still not getting anything done. The most common cause of procrastination and poor Productivity isn't a lack of effort or a lack of commitment. It's interference from ourselves. Where are my procrastinators? Come on. Come come on. My name is, and I'm a procrastinator. Come on. We're going to get free tonight. Matter of fact, I'm going to make a note on that. We're going to have a couple of nights where we deal with nothing but procrastination. And we're going to get you not just deliver and not just set free. We're going to give you the tools not to fall back into the yoke of bondage. Again, we're going to do a teaching on procrastination. Look at the hands and you can't stand it yourself, right? My name is Frederica and I'm a procrastinator. Let me put her up there (laughs) because she did it. Procrastination causes you to lose two things and there's time and money. You say that right I procrastinate sometimes, which increases my anxiety. Absolutely. And you know what? The anxiety may be causing the procrastination. The anxiety and it's anxiety is so slick. You can be having an anxiety attack and don't even recognize it for anxiety. That's why shining a light On things in your life helps you become more aware so you can become self-aware and stop being tricked by the same things that just beset you over and over again, a great part of your life. We need increased productivity. The most common cause of procrastination and poor productivity isn't a lack of effort or commitment. And I know you've been accused of that. I know you've been accused of it because people are quick to say that, there's a lack of effort on your part because the job's not going to go into the psychology. That's not their responsibility. They're not here to, to find out who was sick, who has an earache. This is a problem I had on my life. This is a generational curse. This is something all the people in our family, you're not going to go to your boss and tell them that. They're going to say, great. I'm so sorry for you. I'm praying for you. Go get help. Who can fill this job and get this assignment done? I have a company to run. Because the only thing they're going to notice is that there is a lack of effort and a lack of commitment on your part. But that's not your reason for procrastination. Your reason for procrastination is an interference from yourself. It is me, David said. It is me. It's not my mother. It's me. It's not my father. Lord, I'm standing in the need of prayer. This thing is me. It's interference from me. When we struggle to get to work, it's usually become, it's usually because on some level, our thoughts, emotions, or habits, write it down. We need to get a teacher with that on there. Thoughts, emotions, or habits are getting in the way. Getting in the way. It's our thoughts, our emotions, or our habits that are getting in the way. What do you mean by that? Remember habits are behaviors. You know, that's just a bad habit I have. No, what they're really saying is that's a bad behavior that I have. We give that nice word. It's a habit. A habit just means a behavior that you do every day, a behavior that you do often unconsciously every day. That's a behavior. So now try it tonight. Oh, that's just a bad habit that I have. No, that's a bad behavior that you have. Interference from me, thoughts, emotions, and habits that are getting in the way. You got it, Pastor Bill. I should have answered him. That was Apostle Bill. And put him on here with us. He would have loved it. Our thoughts, emotions, and habits are getting in the way. Me. Oh, this is a bad habit that I have. No, that's a bad behavior. Oh, I just have a habit of lying when I get nervous. That's a behavior. So you need behavior modification. Don't let someone tell you next time they say it's a bad habit. So you know habits are behaviors. That's really your behavior. When we struggle to get to work, get to church, Get to meetings on time. Keep our word. It's because on some level, our thoughts, emotions, or habits are getting in the way. Self-awareness can help eliminate many of these hidden obstacles in productivity. Should have just had Ebony handle that. So we're going to work on that. This, this last line is powerful for, for the procrastinators. Self-awareness can help eliminate many of these hidden obstacles to productivity. So procrastination's problem is hidden obstacles to your productivity. All right. Number 12. This is so powerful. Number 12, why should I care or get involved in self-awareness? I'm so glad you asked because you'll have more empathy. Do you know what empathy is? Do you know how important empathy is? Yeah. You need more empathy. We need you to be able to understand The life that other people have to walk in without pulling in your life, your past, your experience, your history, what you think or what you feel. Being empathetic. The benefits of self-awareness don't stop with you. When you understand yourself better, that translates into understanding others better you become aware that everyone's feelings and beliefs come from their experiences. Now we got somewhere. Now we move this big ship tonight because remember we've been talking about beliefs and they're formed from a young child up to at least the age of six or eight already beliefs are formed about yourself, about the world, about God, about adults, about sex, depending on what experiences you have happened. So, I just kind of spoke ahead. So where do beliefs come from? Beliefs come from experiences, even if they're only perceived, there's an experience that happened and now we have a perception that has now formed a belief. Uh huh. When you understand yourself better, that translates into understanding others better. You become aware that everyone's feelings and beliefs come from their experience. I don't like the way you think. Well, you don't like their life experience either, I'm sure but you don't want to take the time to understand there's an experience that has caused them to think that way. There's an experience that they've had that have caused them to have a habit that way. There's an experience they had that has caused them to show up that way. And if you haven't had their experience, even if you've had the same childhood or you survived the same event, you can never have anyone else's experience. Well, you know, I hear married couples, my husband's always stuck on the fact that his childhood and he didn't have a father. Well, I didn't have a father either. And I did what I had to do for myself and I raised my kids and I do what I need to do for my kids. And it's just an excuse. And I'm just tired of it. I came from the same thing he's come from and he's making an excuse for it. First of all, Miss Hot Mouth, first of all, you can have this shared event, but you will never have the same experience. Hello. We can have a shared event and never have the same experience. We were taught in one of our psychology classes and and our mental health coaching training that um, an airplane went down. And let's just say there was one hundred and twenty five people on the airplane. Do you know one hundred and twenty five different experiences could come out of that? Some people can come out and walk away and be like, woo, I thank God I survived that Woo, I just need a drink and I'm going back to work next week Some people come out with PTSD Some people come out with fears that you just can't even imagine them having in their life And not just with flying, leaving their house, driving a vehicle, getting on the highway in a car as a passenger Holding a baby Being trusted to Um, carry hot water from the sink to the stove. You will be surprised how many different experiences can come from many different people from the one same event. Empathetic people are self-aware people, and they are aware that though we were here together, your experience is different. And it doesn't make me strong and you weak. Or doesn't make you strong or me weak. It just shows that we experienced that situation differently. You cannot take my experience from me. I'm sorry that I'm not healing as fast as you. I'm sorry that therapy didn't happen as quickly for me. I'm sorry that I didn't recover as fast as you did or as fast as you wanted to. My experience is different and my experiences form my beliefs and my beliefs have dictated my thoughts and they went through my emotions and I manifest my life in this manner. So we've got some work to do. You become aware that everyone's feelings and beliefs come from their experiences. You're also a better listener when you're self-aware. How many people on here, thank you, sir. How many people on here can say that they have been told they're great listeners? Let me hear. How many people on here can say they've been told that they are a great listener? It's, It's very uncommon. It is very uncommon, but it does happen. I'm definitely told that a lot, that you're great listeners. I have been told that. See, very good. And I'm sure you've had an experience in your life and talking and, and listening has become very important to you. Maybe you've always felt overlooked overshadowed by someone taller, richer, smarter, or more relevant in the family or the light-skinned one in the family. And so now every opportunity you get, you've made up in your mind that one of the things I'm going to value is I'm going to value other people's time that they talk to me. I'm going to value when other people find me to talk to me. And that's a value that you can have because it becomes a quality that you have. That's a self-awareness, Cheryl. Really good. Very good, Renee. Yes, Daniel. Very good, Jane. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a quality you have right there. You're also a better listener, which is essential to fostering empathy. Considering that self-awareness is about understanding emotions, what is self-awareness about? What did I just say? Come on, type it in the chat. It makes sense that understanding extends to others. So, self awareness, number one, is internal and external. Self awareness is internal and external. Considering that self awareness is about understanding emotions, understanding emotions. If you can understand emotions, you have them under control. You won't need them to go away. All right? All right, let's move down here a little bit more tonight. We'll start this, maybe about five minutes of this, and then we will um, move on to our emotional intelligence. At some point, we'll get there. All right, let's go. So how self-aware are you? Powerful, we're gonna pick this up on tonight and I'm going to leave y'all just hanging in the limbs too. How self-aware are you? Thanks, Cam. That's a good post. That's good. How (laughs) self-aware are you? What have you done to understand how others perceive you? That's a real question. I want to thank you, Queen Bee, for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Thank you very much. And my man, Kevin Samuels, is up there doing some things and he's been teaching a lot, not teaching a lot. He's been talking a lot about how important self-awareness is for single people to learn it before they get into relationship and definitely before they get married. And I couldn't agree with him anymore. And that's why I devoted this year, 2022, to the season, the year of becoming self-aware. Cause you, you're getting into relationships. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you value. When you don't know who you are, you give yourself away for cheap. Nah, I can't even go into that tonight. What have you done to understand how others perceive you? Do you understand your limitations and develop them? Try these strategies to develop Your self-awareness. I'm going to have Ebony post this on the board for us. So if you go to your Wix app and you scroll down from the picture on the the top footer, the top header, you'll see the little tabs underneath. One says about, the next one says groups. Hit groups, hit Soul Detox 2022. She's going to post it right there that you'll have these to go over. I'm just going to rattle them off real quick tonight and I'm going to leave you hanging so you can answer these questions and we'll pick up on them tomorrow night. Is that all right? So let's try these strategies to develop your self-awareness. Okay? Number one instruction, look inside yourself. Now, this is an instruction. This isn't a question. The number one instruction that I want you to do in order to try these strategies, in order to develop your self-awareness, is the first rule, you have to look inside yourself. All right. And then here's the question. I'm going to rattle them off and I'm going to go up and down a couple of times with them. Number one, what what do you do well? 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 Okay. I was able to post something up there. So I'm going to see if I can post them up here real quick. What do you do well? Matter of fact, I'm going to take it like this and then I'll post it in front of me. I'm copying it out of my new book. Are y'all feeling this new book? And then we're going to get back to the first book as well. So you don't have to feel that we're not going to get to that one as well. But that one's more good to do um, on our one-on-one time look like it's still posting. Okay. Here it is. Let me bring it over here. And I think I got it. There's a second portion, but we'll get to it. Okay. Look inside yourself is the instructions for this next development that I want you to work on. This is what we call soul work. Soul work is an extension from your office visit with me. So you do this point and it's an extension of our office time that you do on your own and bring back to our next session. So the number one rule, I need you to look inside yourself. When you're looking inside yourself, I want you to begin to become self-aware about what you do well. What do you do well? Next one, what do you like to do? And I hope y'all email, email me. I may not be able to answer everyone with, you know, a big response, but I'll, I'll promise to reply and either tell you, keep going. This was good. This was a great start. You know, let's talk some more or something like that. But I would love to see some emails either to me or the coaches, please. And answer these questions because when you answer them to someone else, you write them down versus just keeping them in your head. It begins a whole different process. It's been determined that Ninety nine or so percent of things written actually get done as opposed to things that you keep in your mind. There's an idea and then there's vision. Vision is written ideas, stay in the mind. So look inside yourself with the instructions. What do I want you to do while you're looking in yourself? I want you to write down. What do you do? Well, what do you like to do? What do you not like to do? These are all the assessments that you need to take as we work together in our client session here and bringing you to a better level of awareness of self. What do you repeat regularly because it works? What do you repeat regularly because it doesn't work? Ooh, come on, come on, come on. Let it out. How do you describe yourself? how do you describe yourself? And next week, uh, I mean, tomorrow, I'm going to have to give you the rest on looking inside yourself and then to ask others. Ooh, well, you know what? I think we're all right. I'm going to try to get it all done tonight. How do you describe yourself? What do you stand for? What do you stand for? Come on, you defenders. You found out in your personality type. And then the last question from this section do you have a development plan? Yes, a personal one, a life one. Do you have a development plan? What areas of your life? You've taken the personality assessment. So what area of your life now, by looking at your strengths and weaknesses, do you really want to start paying attention to, concentrating on, strengthening? What about your personality that you learned that you really didn't put much energy in that now, you know what, I see it on my personality test and this is really who I am? and I really want to use this for my good. What is your development plan? Look at your personality results, your assessment results, and begin to write a development plan. Now that I'm aware of my weaknesses, dot, 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 dot. Now that I'm aware of my strengths, dot, 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 dot. Now that I know more about how I interact with relationships, dot, 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 dot. These are what I want to do in my career path. I spoke with one gentleman where we text, we DM'd, and he had taken his personality assessment. And I said, well, what are you going to do from here? And what are you going to do about the weaknesses that you learned about? And he said, I even took, I went to the next step and he took another assessment after that for the workplace. And he found out what he's really good at at work. And that's where he's going to start concentrating and focusing his work at so that he can work in the areas that people will actually notice his greatness. So, I promise eventually his pay will begin to grow and exceed because he's going to be concentrating in the areas now that he knows he's great at, that he's aware that he's great at. Instead of the areas the job may just be given him to do because there's no one else to do it right now. So you're focusing all this energy in an area that's not even your area. So no one gets to see your greatness. Do you have a development plan? Interesting, right? All right. Let me give you these two. You can get the rest on replay. I really want to give you this because I want to give you all weekend to get this third part done. To get this third part done. Y'all still with me? 125 of you are. All right. That's good enough. We'll take that for tonight. All right. Now you're going to look outside yourself. And you're going to look at your social roster. And you're going to begin to define what the people are like in your social life. She's coming for me tonight. Is that how you feel? Good. You can look at your client roster if you want, but for what we're doing tonight, client roster, we'll use more in a one-on-one session. But for what we're doing tonight, let's stick with the roster of your social life. What? are they like the people on your social list to what types of groups or organizations do you belong? What does your daily routine look like? What does your daily routine look like? What's your developmental plan? That's right, Erica. What does your daily routine look like? Do you even know what you do every day or do you just let the days blow by? Two more on here. What have you accomplished in the last three years? What have you accomplished in the last three years? And um, my coaches, please email me with your answers. And in February, when we spend our one-on-one time together, we're gonna go back into these more deeply, but I need all of my coaches to email me these responses, please. What have you accomplished in the last three years? Who's on your team? Who do you believe is on your team? Who's on your team speaks a lot about you. If you hang with, uh, what is it, Larry Moe and Curly, I can tell you a lot about your life. Who's on your team? Wow. She's getting us tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for it all. All right. And then we're going to close out with this right here. The third portion of this, the third portion. What are we, t- what are we talking about? How self-aware are you? You're doing an assessment tonight. As a matter of fact, Ebony, if you can type all this up into an assessment for me, we can um, send the assessment out to everyone and then we can have a real record of them. But in the meantime, I would like everyone to start journaling these and please, um, when you can, even if it's not tonight or tomorrow, if it's not to the middle of next week, send me an email. I want to know you. I want to know you're here. I want to know you're interested. I I, want to know that you want to connect with me. This is your third portion ask others now. This is the rule. The rule here is you must ask others. And this is what you're going to ask others. If you could see a pattern in my life, what would it be? Remember, you cannot be subjective. What does that mean? You can't get personal. When they tell you, I see a pattern of procrastination." I see a pattern of quitting. I see a pattern um, of, of success and failure, 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 success and failure. Fa- I see a pattern of self-sabotage. I see a pattern of all talk. If you're not ready to ask them, then don't do it yet. But take your notes down. Ask others if you could see a pattern in my life. What would it be? In other words, name a pattern that you see in my life because they see it. If you could change one thing about me, what would it be? I'd like to see who y'all go to with this. If you could change one thing about me, what would it be? And then lastly, we're not going to do the career part. Um, but for those who have careers, take the time or you're branding yourself, take the time and ask other people about this second portion. Describe me, describe me. And you can tell them be free 10 words or a hundred words. Describe me. You can do it as a, as a checklist, or you can write it as a letter. Just describe me. And if you have a brand, if there's something that you are, um, rolling out, introducing, working on, you're being an entrepreneur in, ask them, will you take some time to describe my brand as well? You know what this is? This is free help. This is free success. When you can sit in front of people and say, okay, here I am. Try not to hurt me too badly. What patterns do you see in my life? If you could change one thing about me, what would it be? And then describe me in details. And it can be a checklist or a letter paragraph format style. And then when you're done, if you don't mind, describe my brand. Woo, y'all got some homework to do. There's 123 of you on here now, and I hope to see 123 emails, at least, at least on one of these sections. Come on, come on. You're, You're all hands on deck now. You're in it now. So why stop? All right. My work is done for this evening. Let me just scroll up and see any of these comments. Yep. Can we get this list? Nope. You don't have to wait for the book. We're going to post it up and Ebony's going to put all of this into a Google assessment form and we'll send it out to you. So you'll definitely have it. But anybody who wants to get started tonight, you can just go back to replay this ending part of the video and you can uh, get it. All right. Doesn't look like there's any questions or anything in the chat. My personality is advocate. I didn't know that. I was doing this at my former job. This got me in trouble and terminated. I talked about that last night. Now I know there was a way to advocate and not expose myself to everyone. There you go. There you go. Now you're getting it. I got a double yikes up here. And then I got a thank you up here. You send me my mangoes and you will be forever loved for the rest of my life. (laughs) amen. All right. We're heading home. Y'all still with me? Come on, blow a kiss at me. I'll know in the spirit if you did it or not. You've got work to do. If you want to contact me, we're at www.suzannemhoward.com. That's the easiest place to go because it has the email, the phone numbers, it has the blog page. You can see a lot of the information that we talk about on here tonight. It's an easy place to go. Um, the phone numbers up there. The coaches' email on the third line. You get in touch with the coaches. I'm sure you'll get a lot faster response than you do from me Um, If you would like to sow a seed as she stated it's dollar sign dr. Suzanne m. Howard and then she has the paypal stuff up there God, she's good Um, And we're going to say good night to you And we're going to go ahead and pronounce our affirmation and declaration over each other y'all got some soul work to do Also, coaches, again, I want to remind you to send me yours as well. And all of my senior leadership, my elders and elders in training, I need yours as well, please. So we're going to go ahead and recite three John, one and two. Take a breather. Exhale. Come on. Take a breather in your nose. Exhale. Let's go. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you. Good night. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. Don't stress. Have fun with it. We're going to make a champion out of you before this year is over. God bless you all. Good night. See you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Let it out. Let it! Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.